Hello and welcome to SAE Tomorrow Today. I am your host, Grayson Prulty. On today's episode, we're absolutely honored to have Chris Chuka, Vice President of Programs, SAE International, and Bonnie Thibodeau, Pre-College Program Developer, SAE International. Today's episode was awesome. We talked about education, how the classroom is increasingly virtual, but at SAE, they believe hands-on education also remains fundable to the learning process. We talked about rolling up the sleeves, how things in your kitchen can make STEM education toys. We discussed the STEM Saga's comic book to help educate children as we go to an increasingly virtual society. It's a really fascinating conversation about how education is changing and the leadership mantle that SAE is putting together to ensure that children are always learning. We hope you enjoy this episode. Chris, Bonnie, it's wonderful to have you both on the podcast today. Thanks, Grayson. Thanks. Excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here because SAE does wonderful things in standards, but one of the most important things, in my opinion, SAE does is education. You have these incredible children that, that get involved with the SAE, and they learn this stuff, and they de- develop this always learning philosophy. So I can't wait to, to dive in and, and let the audience know about some of these wonderful, wonderful programs that you create and inspire children to go on and build the next automobile company. Chris, to kick off this conversation, what are SAE's pre-professional education programs and why were they created? Yeah, so we have a, a host of a full scale of, of educational programs. We actually start at the pre-K level and transitioned educationally appropriately up through the university level. So what SAE does that's different than what we mow from a traditional school-based educational program is we offer science, technology, engineering, and math programs, STEM programs, that are completely inclusive of all aspects of education. So if you think about a traditional school setting, a student would go through mathematics and reading and they may do a health class. What SAE does is we offer full hands-on based educational programs that marry all that together in an interdisciplinary way. So we may have students focused on force and motion. We may have them building fuel cell cars. We may have them going through a complete literacy-based program. But that's really the core of the design. It's to integrate that complete educational process. You're a teacher for over eight years. As you develop these programs, do you put your you put your teacher hat on and say, okay, these are all the moments of the, the, the most value that the student can get out of the program? So as you said, uh, that's actually how I got introduced to SAE. Myself and um, a former educational program developer, Ken Francis, we were actually using the, edu- the SAE educational programs in our own classrooms. So I was the math teacher and Ken was the science teacher. And we were actually doing some field testing for, uh, for SAE um, way back in the day. And what happened really quickly is we got we, we fell in love with the with the methodology, right? It was a way to um, to advance kids beyond that book knowledge. Um, so we actually SAE brought us on to write educational programming, um, and the rest is history. But it's about it's about growing that that experience. For me, it's it's about getting in front of teachers and showing them that those new ways of instruction. So Bonnie, as Chris described, the students are hands-on. It's not just tech book. It's actually building cool things with your hands. As you reach out to the education community, how are you engaging with them? Say, there's all these incredible opportunities. Look what we do. We don't just do standards, but we build cool things so kids can always learn. And not only can they start in pre-K, they can go all the way through university. And then when they get a, a job in the industry, they can still be involved. How do you get them to engage and say, there's all this tremendous value here? 
how do they engage to unlock that true potential of the value? Yeah, so there's a lot of different ways that um, that we kind of get engaged with the education community. And whether they're coming to us or we're going to them, a lot of it comes down to relationship building. So when we're having conversations with teachers and academic administrators and coordinators, we're trying to share a lot with them about what resources are available to support teachers, what the goal is for the students in learning. So a lot of communicating the fact that we want to help undo the failure mindset for kids and to encourage student-led learning and really just trying to foster that relationship between the AWIM staff and the schools. Is that very similar to Chris's experience um, with the, his colleague, the other teacher, where he had the relationship with SAE? Is that perhaps an example where if you're working with one teacher in a school and they might pull in the science teacher or the math teacher, or perhaps the woodshop teacher, and bring it all together and say, hey, we can combine all this into a program? Is that an example of how you would build that relationship inside of a school? Yeah, so sometimes uh, we're working more and more with different types of educators. I am working a lot with teacher librarians these days who are trying to teach about digital citizenship. And so they're working in conjunction with science teachers or even guidance counselors. And we're hearing more and more that school districts are trying to focus on that head and heart connection, which is uh, really something that AWIM's able to help serve. So our content is evolving to try and meet those needs more and more. And that means increased collaboration. And, and staying on the content, libraries are cool. I go to libraries and in the old days and, and, and read books. Now I'm lucky I have Amazon and I can order. But if you go back even further, if you go, my dad was born in the 40s and reads comics, DC comics. And I learned the other night, it's actually called Detective Comics. It is Superman. It introduces you to all these wonderful aspects of reading and learning things. And you take it to the next level, and SAE develops this really cool comic book series called the STEM, the STEM Sagas. Could you talk about that series and what you're hoping to achieve with that, please? Yeah, so my background is actually in the humanities, and I started at SAE as a technical editor and in publishing. And one of my early jobs, I was editing a copy of our most popular curriculum, the Jet Toy Challenge. And I remember thinking those hands-on activities would have been great when I was in elementary school. I didn't have that kind of science experience, but I also just kind of saw a lack of um, personal narrative and kind of visual storytelling. And I think especially for young girls, um, are the education they receive funnels them towards those storytelling models. And unfortunately, too often, that's just not reflected in the content in science and math classes. And I think the visual medium of comic books is also a really great way to include representation for diverse populations that don't always see themselves present in STEM. And so with COVID-19, there were um, you know, there were huge impacts of that, but it also did create some opportunities for us to pivot and offer more digital content. And the comic book was just a perfect fit for that. And so we were able to weave in some STEM content that relates to several of our computer science curriculum options and also bring that focus to uh, multiple types of diversity um, for race, gender, and ability. 
and for your your average student, it's inspiring. They read saying, "Wow, okay, I can do that," and 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 it lifts them up and want to do things. So, Chris, you, the education I'm saying, you're doing good. You're getting kids engaged. You're letting them roll their sleeves up. And during the COVID pandemic, you pivot to a digital thing, introduce comic books. Why was that series developed, and what are you trying to achieve as you scale up the series? Will it evolve into more interactive, hi- hybrid stuff? Where do you see that going? Yeah, so there's a there's there are several reasons. Um, Bonnie's already hit on one of the the core most important aspects of this, um, and that's to allow you know a thing that SAE really leans into is we we try and facilitate. Um, the student in a future diverse, uh, diverse workspace in a way that, that these students can see themselves in the educational experience. That's what's so important about um, form, forming these relationships with schools. That's what's so important about the things like um, the strategy of putting the comic book in, in, in the space. When you go into a classroom and you ask a teacher, what's the most important thing that they have to do at the early ages. They're going to tell you, well, I got to teach my kids reading and I, I got to teach my kids to read and I have to teach my kids mathematics. Um, both of those things are true, but we also have to look at the educational experience in a way that it's well-rounded so kids can see themselves throughout the experience. We do that with things like, you know, it, it comes down to the illustration of the comic books. It comes down to when we place volunteers into the classroom, we we have, um, you know, initiatives where we're, where we're putting people that feel a little bit more like a big brother or sister in the classroom versus, a, uh, you know, a, a seasoned engineer, um, where both of those things are important and we can and we can kind of paint that picture for the kids that that diverse landscape has to be there. Um, and that's really what's at the core of, of things like the, um, the digital architecture that Bonnie's already gone into and some of the things, some of the, the educational programs we're putting forward. But that's really what's at the core of the comic book series and what we're trying to accomplish. I love the line, see themselves in the experience. I want to say it again, see themselves in the experience. So I put, I'm going to put my futuristic hat on here for a minute. Say, okay, SAE's got rich content. These children want to see themselves in the experience. As the metaverse is developed, as the comic book go into the metaverse where that child can then become that superhero or that engineer and say, look, I can do it. And they take that experience and then eventually translate into the real world. Is that maybe something that might come down the pipeline in the future? Yeah, I, I mean, maybe eventually, right? Once we once we get into that space, look, this is where kids are right now, right? And so when you have a traditional educational space, um, think about when you were back in eighth grade algebra, eighth grade algebra one, right? We've all gone through this experience where we've said, yeah, but when am I ever going to use this? Right. Think about the Pythagorean theorem in geometry. Right? When am I ever going to use this? And so that's our responsibility as educators is to put those types of experiences, one, to empower teachers to be able to communicate them to kids and two, for kids to be able to see that. Right. We have to put those in real experiences for them because uh, they're right. If they're 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 in these gaming um, systems now in a in a place where, where you know, kids are talking about the, the metaverse. Right. They, they know what that is. 
So we have to meet them on that on that level because the traditional educational experience just doesn't work anymore. And so we have to pull that through with the experiences, and that's that's part of our responsibility as SAE as we're we're driving these these students towards careers. Look, even if a student is a a senior undergraduate student at a university studying engineering, we don't really know what their careers are going to be like five years from now. We don't know exactly what those jobs are going to look like. So we have to put together that experience that allows them to learn. So is it fair to say that as learning techniques change, as the way that individuals experience content, that SAE is always looking to constantly adapt the development programs to, say, meet the child, meet the student of where that technology is going? Is that a fair statement? Yeah, it's a fair statement, but we'll never lose track of our core focus of putting kids' hands on things. They, um, yes, simulation's important. Yes, you know, digital learning platforms like SAE STEM at Home are, is, is important, but we still, we absolutely positively have to build things. We have to get kids into a scenario where they can make mistakes and, and, and quite, quite frankly, you know, the F word's not always a bad thing when we're talking about failure, right? It's, it, it's allowing kids to, to fail in a constructive way so that they can, so they can fix things, right? And go back and, and experience that hands-on presence is, is just vitally important. Bonnie, I love this conversation with, with the hands-on, roll your sleeves up, can do attitude. Is that where the, the jet toy challenge comes in? Is it physical things that the children are, are building or, or, or what is the jet toy challenge? Uh, so the jet toy challenge is definitely what AWIM is probably best known for so far. And it's a balloon powered toy car. And so they're learning about motion and forces with that one. But really all of the AWIM challenges are about giving kids hands-on experience. So even with our computer science challenges, kids are still able to take these abstract concepts and see them in a physical way through the activities that they're doing. So even with programming each other, they're learning computational thinking by constructing Lego penguins and trying to just give them those physical models, whatever the concept is. And I think it's also a key component of making quality STEM education accessible because that way kids are able to see that they don't have to have access to um, expensive or high technology. They don't have to have access to robotics or a computer lab in order to learn the logic and the core concepts behind it. And with the comic book, we even wanted to make sure it's complementing that value that does set AWIM apart. So other than just the comic book with the integrated game, we wanted to have a guide for educators to facilitate meaningful discussions and activities with the kids that look at um, diverse heroes of STEM from the past and also activities that get kids to, like you said, put their future hat on and see themselves into the future and to write their own stories where they are the heroes. And Bonnie, we, we've bounced around this, and you, you mentioned the term AWIM quite a bit, which for our listeners, it stands for A World in Motion. It's a wonderful program. But in your in your words, Bonnie, how would you describe the program to, to a listener here? 
AWIM is a pre-K to 8 STEM program, and we're a small team with big passion trying to serve an even greater mission. And it's about delivering high-quality education opportunities for all students. And by high-quality, I mean going beyond just aligning to uh, state and national standards, but making sure that we're providing blueprints for creating experiences, memorable experiences, not only for the kids, but also for the teachers. And teaching under the best of circumstances is a really difficult profession, um, a calling for most people. And now more than ever, we're seeing increasing overwhelm, even burnout. And so AWIM is really dedicated to trying to um, not only pay attention to what's trending in industry and the education community, but making sure that we listen to teachers and students and what they're saying they need and trying to deliver on that. Chris, let's say we have a lot of moms and, and dads and, and relatives that listen to this might be really great for my son or daughter or for my grandchild. How can they get involved? Is there uh, somewhere on the SAE site they can go to get involved or, or learn more about the program or perhaps do the JetJoy Challenge at, at home over a holiday? How can they, like a parent or grandparent, say, okay, I want to take this initiative. I want to get involved. Where can they go? How can they start that process? Yeah, so the, 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 so there's a couple avenues in. The most easy and most direct is um, if, you, if you, you can visit SAE.org and click on the Learn icon. And that's going to take you into the, the complete system or, or, or listing of what we have to offer. I think if I'm a parent or a grandparent and I want to get exposure, last year before last, actually, we launched an initiative called SAE STEM at Home. SAE STEM at Home was, um, Bonnie referred to this a little bit earlier, it was that, that quick pivot that we had at the beginning of the, the pandemic. When we talk about, you know, how can SAE continue to service students through STEM education when all of a sudden they're learning out of a Google Classroom versus being in a seat in the classroom? So um, the, the area that we've, it was kind of one of those things that was always on the, the back burner. If we could get there, if we could get that digital space, right? We had the opportunity to do that over the last couple of years. So the, the most direct way um, for a parent or, or a grandparent to get involved with their kids is, is to get on SAE.org, um, explore SAE STEM at home. Uh, and they have some quick kind of, um, you know, quick tidbits of, of, of longer AWIM time type challenges that, that Bonnie's um, described that, that gives them exposure. Things that you can do with stuff that you have in your kitchen right now. Things that you can do with the socks that are in your dresser drawer right now to get kids exposed to the type of STEM learning. Um, and then quite honestly, a lot of this grows through grassroots efforts. Really our responsibility as a, as a mobility society is to connect businesses and education, right? The businesses industry knows what they need talent-wise. We know where the schools are. We can SAE's responsibility is to is to is to make that marriage between um, between business and industry in the in the communities that they serve. For, for the parent or grandparent listening, it's SAE.org. Please click on the the Learn tab again. That's SAE.org, and please click on the Learn tab. SAE STEM at home. The kids get to go through and play with fun stuff. I play with pots and pans, and the kids can play with a sock and the glue, and they can build really cool, wonderful things. And that that's wonderful. Again, SAE.org, uh, click on the Learn tab. 
Chris, the child's there. Me, I'm there, six, seven years old, playing with the pots and pans. Now, now you've got fancy SAE programs, so the child's building something cool instead of driving their parents nuts with loud noise. <laughs> and as that child gets older and eventually goes into the, the formula series, how do the programs change and, and adapt? Yeah. Yeah. So what's core to, to, to the complete engineering experience and, and educational experience at SAE, we follow something called the engineering design experience. So that's age appropriate and everything from our pre-K and early award of motion programs. It's, it's really, it's, it's, it's centered on play. It's centered on exploring. And that, that goes up through the continuum that allows us to offer things like the Formula SA series that you referenced or, or auto drive, right? But it's still at the core, it's still that same experience. We put students through an engineering design experience. Um, if you think back to, you know, some of these, th these activities that we've all gone through, and I've done this as a teacher, um, myself in the classroom, you know, you, you dump the toothpicks and the gumdrops on the table and you say, build a bridge that supports a book. Right. And, and at the end of the day, maybe you did that. Maybe you didn't, maybe you were successful. Maybe the book stayed up, but you have no experience. You have no sense of why that happened. You don't know that the triangle's stronger than the square, right? You, you don't, you, the, so that's our responsibility as, as students go through these experience, these, these experiences of building something like a formula SAE race car. Um, and then, you know, testing that on a track at Michigan international speedway, there's that, that complete educational continuum that they go through to be able to do that. They're, they're building these, these vehicles from the ground up, frame, suspension, and then they're, as students, they're getting into them and driving them, right? That takes a complete, as Bonnie was mentioning earlier, a complete team to be able to, to do that successfully, right? We have to have students that can, it's the traditional mechanical engineer that, that, that puts the welding rod to the metal. It's the finance major that helps them to figure out how am I going to plan to get my team from Arizona to Michigan? It's the marketing major that goes out and sells sponsorships, right? We're teaching the students how to be in that business type atmosphere where it's completely inclusive. Without that, you know, we can, we could build these things all day long, but it's that creating that business type atmosphere for them to practice in is essential. And that's what makes them so, that's what makes these students so sought after by industry and the hiring practices. Body for an individual, a parent, a grandparent sitting here and say, you know what, this would be really fun to read this comic book at, over lunch or, or, or read us a bedtime story. Where can they go to read the comic book? And is it free? Is it charged? How, how, what does that look like? I'm really excited to say that it's a resource that's offered to free and to anyone. So whether you're a teacher or a family member, all you have to go, all you have to do is go to comic.sae.org. You plug in your name and email address to create an account, and then you'll be able to uh, read the comic book. You can download it as a PDF and print a copy off if you need to. You can even share a URL so that you can send that to your students or your kids and they can read it without having to create their own account. They'll be able to play the computer game that way. You can also download supporting student-facing PowerPoints and the facilitator's guide that I mentioned. That's comic.sae.org. Repeat, that's comic.sae.org. 
And Bonnie, to Chris's point, with video games, we're not too far away from that metaverse. So I feel it's coming. <laughs> Chris, you mentioned several times about how these individuals come to the programs and they go into the industry and the industry, you've alluded to it, supports the programs. I love to know, how does the industry support SAE's education initiatives? Yeah, so there's a there's a couple ways that this happens. The the first way is um, is of course, but through volunteerism. So we can't put on these events, we can't um, run these programs in the classroom without active industry participation um, through manpower, right? So um, we have uh, industry volunteers that come into the classroom, that come out, that help us on the tracks through technical inspection. But the real way that we make all this happen is through um, a portion of our organization called the SAE Foundation. The SAE Foundation is actually um, is actually set up to fund these educational programs. So what we don't want to do as an organization, we don't want to be in a position of having a sales team that go that's going into schools to 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 market sales of these programs to to kids and to teachers. Right? That's not what we're about. We're about facilitating that in those industry connections. And the way that industry helps us is um, through the SAE Foundation, the SAE Foundation staff. We do fundraising to support these. So uh, through that, that particular team, we're building those relationships in the localized communities to, to support workforce development. So this may be adoptions of complete school systems. We have many county systems and sometimes even on the state level um, where there's adoption that uh, um, that, that educational programs are dispersed across the entire state. Um, and all that's done through the SAE Foundation. That's how, that's how we put these programs in, um, in place to service students. I like to give a, a, a round of applause and a, and, a, and a giant thank you to the SAE Foundation for allowing all this wonderful learning experiences for children. It truly, truly makes a difference. Chris, this is really interesting you build these great education programs at SAE, but more importantly, you're a dad, I'm a dad, and your your son's involved in the auto drive challenge. Now, how cool is that? You get to develop the program, work with us, and then your son's actually, as we said earlier, rolling up his sleeves and and working on that. Was it just dad said, hey, this is a cool thing for you to get involved. You might want to do this. Or why did your son want to get involved in the auto drive challenge? And, and as a as a father, what does it mean to say, okay, I built this program and my son is doing it? Yeah, I mean that's the, that that's that's really it, it's it's a really special thing, right? Um, you know, as my as my kids have grown up, I've I've tried to stay. I, I don't want to be that overbearing dad that you've got to do this program in your fifth grade class, right? So I've always kind of we've we've always offered it. Um, right. And, and I think from my, my, my own son is, is studying computer engineering right now. Um, and to hear him come to me and say, Hey, I got this email from my professor the other day. It was about auto drive. And, and, but you know, of course my equivalent response is, well, what are you going to do with that? Right. Where are you? When, when's the first meeting? Um, and it's, it's, it's interesting because it is, as parents, you know, we, we encourage our kids to, to go on and to explore these, these types of, of opportunities and to actually have your own child land in one of them and be taking advantage of it and, and see him and hear him come and talk to me about the, the experience and, 
and knowing on the back end without me getting in front of him is this is the A, B and C of how this is going to help you in your career. Right. But letting them experience that and 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 feel it and and be part of the experience is something that's that's really, really special. And you can see it work in a whole different way. And this wasn't you know, I want to be clear, this wasn't something I pushed him into or he didn't go to X, Y, Z University to, to represent SAE in an auto drive team. This was, um, you know, something that, that bubbled up through the system. Um, so to see it work on a personal level is is a really, really cool thing to realize. Now, is he having fun? Is he enjoying it? He's having a blast. He's incredibly, um, you know, he's only a, a, a sophomore. Um, so he is incredibly overwhelmed and very much in learning mode. So, you know, this is a, th- these are, these are programs that are led by graduate students. And that's another thing that's really special about, about the programs in building that, that teaming atmosphere is you have graduate and upperclassmen that are onboarding these undergraduates and underclassmen um, throughout the experience. Cause they know that, you know, you don't, you don't just build a complete autonomous platform and design the software to make all the c- components work together. That takes time. Auto drives a three-year challenge, four-year challenge by the time we culminate. So these are these are students that actually get to grow up with the program, um, and it's not not simply resetting every year to a reset. So they're they're growing through these programs. It's it's really special to watch your own your own child do it. You're giving students life skills. If you're interested in the automobile industry or the aviation industry, you can go on a finance career. It, they just don't have to necessarily put the nuts and bolts together. And, and SAE is a diverse organization, Bonnie, and there's lots of divisions focused doing really wonderful things. How is the SAE team collaborating internally to develop the best programs? Because what Chris described was awesome. But how is that being done internally to deliver that value to those students? Yeah, so the World in Motion team works really closely together, not just within our team, but cross-functionally with the SAE organization, staying in touch with the foundation team, with marketing, and reaching out to others through um, committees and just, again, it all comes back to relationship building to share what we learn from conversations with our stakeholders to explore and develop new ideas and figure out how we're going to deliver the program out in the schools. The other key thing is that we also invite a lot of new and experienced AWIM teachers and volunteers to participate with us, to weigh in and to be part of that development process through surveys, providing feedback, through field testing and inviting them to be part of advisory groups. And we actually did this for the development of the comic book as well. We engaged with GM volunteers from their cybersecurity and from their diversity teams to weigh in on the technical content, but also the characters. We engaged with CDS teams uh, to also weigh in, as well as uh, real-life AWIM teachers and volunteers. You're bringing everybody together to create wonderful experiences. And Chris, do you want to add on to that? Yeah. And so if you look at a nice uh, concrete example of making that happen, even at the university space, right? SAE is an SDO. We're a standards development organization. At our core, that's what we, that's what we do uh, in leading industry. But if you look at something like, you know, SAE J3016, which is our levels of automation, the auto drive challenge, which is a university-based program, is built around that standard. Right. So we are pulling students in to not only build autonomous platforms and design software for component integration around SAE standards, but we're also putting 
students into fictitious um, settings where they're actually going through the standards development process to say design accessibility features for their for autonomous vehicle right so how can someone with disabilities or with with a defined set of disabilities actually use the autonomous car that they're building so it's it's put it's making those types of internal connections of of something that we're core at doing in something like standards development with the educational experience they're they're still building the autonomous platform but they're also focused on those levels of things like accessibility of things like reference to um, saj 3016 and the levels of automation so it's it's building those types of connections across the society that's also important Bonnie, taking the example that Chris just elegantly described, could we see perhaps for a younger student a comic book being developed around something like, like that? You can you can do it too to kind of, I don't want to say help get them ready for that experience and they can kind of learn it or learn about it today and get exposed and eventually when they get up to the auto drive challenge. I remember when I was seven years old, I read that in the comic book and now I'm actually doing it. Absolutely. So specific to the comic book, uh, the vision is that with as funding permits with each issue that we release, not only would we be able to explore increasing levels of complexity in those societal uh, topics, but also with the emerging technologies so that we encourage readers to discover either for the first time or more about different kinds of technologies and uh, industry niches. And then through the activities and the way that we connect it to the curriculum or to the a, uh, a World in Motion Challenge that the kids are participating in, they're able to also make those connections to um, 21st century skill sets. Um, with this issue, the first issue, we included a really big focus on teamwork and collaboration. So even if a teacher isn't using it in their STEM classroom, there's still a theme there that's going to be applicable to their students. And it's meant to serve everybody wherever learning is taking place. You mentioned AWIM challenge. Is that a multi-school challenge? Is that just in the school district, the, the local level? How does, how does that work? Yeah, so it kind of connects to the hands-on exploration aspect that Chris was describing, where um, we don't just say curriculum when we're talking about the different kinds of options AWIM offers because it goes beyond what's in the book. And so when we say challenge, it includes the lessons that the teacher's facilitating and it includes the hands-on materials that the students are using and just kind of is meant to reflect that engagement component. And the best part is, is you scale that and, and students go on a career and they talk about how wonderful it is. It becomes a household name like the collegiate design series. Because and when I started this in this um, industry oh the collegiate design series this is this is this is where you need to go you need to get involved chris it's well known it's extremely well respected why was the pro program created and how has it continued to garner all that respect across the industry yeah it's a, i mean it, at its core it's a workforce development program right um back in the you know late 80s early 90s really at the the core of the creation of the collegiate design series was um, to put more at that point in time, it was really strongly focused on mechanical engineering to put more mechanical engineers in the pipeline to be able to service um, the industry needs at the time. Uh, now it's much, much broader than that. Um, you know, you have um, uh, traditional automotive OEMs that are hiring just as many, if not more computer scientists and computer engineering majors than 
than than they are traditional mechanical engineering degrees. So um, that's really at the core of the design right now. Is 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 what does that what does that mean? Um, we're still building something, but now we're also talking about things like component integration. Uh, we're talking about uh, data acquisition and analysis, right? So it's it's many many layers that are now on top of um, you know our traditional roots, and we say we 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 say all the time, you know, it's kind of a, the internal joke that we have that really the only thing that's the same in things like the collegiate design series of the world and the award of motion program since the inception back in the late '80s, early '90s is the name. Right. So it, there's been that continuous evolution. Um, the core scientific principles, of course, are still the same. But the way that we're preparing that workforce for the future is is very different than it was, you know, 20, 30 years ago. And inside that series, there's the much talked about Baja SAE Arizona event. Sure. Could you talk about that event, mm-hmm. please? Yeah, I mean it's it's similar to all events. Um, what what we do is to me at at the core of this um, of of any of these events is it's just as in the the educational process actually happens back in the university, right? It's the it's the research that's happening. It's the building of the cars. The the events are the, are, are the combination of the experience. Um, but what's really unique about things like the the Arizona event is, you know, kids, th- these teams have to get there, right? Uh, racing the car wheel to wheel on the track is is incredibly cool and a lot of fun. But the the learning's all happening that leads up to that particular event. So we're doing things um, on site with the with the students to where there's you know there's a component of wheel to wheel racing that they get to do. That's exciting, right? But the 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 learning and it's it's so much more beneficial that um, you know at, at the end of the day there's just as much learning that goes on if that if that school's car doesn't pass tech than if they get to run it around the track a few times, right? It's, it's, it's making sure that we lean into what's really, really important with the, these students. And then um, actually being able to bring industry out and show them what the students are doing. Again, it's that, that industry education connection that we can hire students all day long off of resumes that, that are in a bank. But, but if you get out there and you talk to students on the ground in, in Arizona at a Baja event, you can, you can see the passion with, with, with these kids. And that's why they just get scooped up in, in industry so quickly. Um, that's, that's what really makes it special. There's a place for them to go. And it's a place for them to go, but it's also a place for them to enjoy their passion. Absolutely. Yeah. With their peers, right? With their peers. Yep. Because they, they motivate each other. And Bonnie, with this always learning philosophy, which we discussed throughout this podcast, in your opinion, what is the future of education and what role will SAE play in that future? One adjective I'd use is unknown and in a specific sense. So I think that can happen. It can carry um, some negative or some frightening connotations, but I think one thing a World in Motion and SAE's pre-college education program is trying to do is to embrace that and make that a strength and uh, really trying to just 
steer the program we deliver in a direction that is going to help serve our teachers and our students wherever they're going and be that uh, journey through STEM or uh, somewhere totally different. We're hoping that the experiences they have with all of this content is going to serve them as they work in teams and as they have to be more creative and collaborative and meeting the needs of whatever the industry throws at them. So really trying to embrace that uncertainty. There's one thing we know, the students that are involved in the AWIM programs and the SE programs will be well-prepared. Racing a car on a racetrack or in Baja, there's a lot of unknowns and you have to be prepared for uncertainty. You're pr properly preparing these students for to do really great things. Chris, I'd love your thoughts as well, please. Yeah, I, I love Bonnie's response of, of unknown. And we really got to test this over the last two years. Um, you know, just like all of us as, as parents, you know, I'm, I'm a parent, I have twin daughters and a, and, and a son, my son's in the, in university right now. And my, my daughters are freshmen in high school. We saw education, um, over the last couple of years go into a pretty scary spot. We saw innovative programs in high school systems, in elementary systems that, that really took a lot of big steps backwards when we went into remote learning. Um, and one of the things that we as SAE, we challenged ourselves for is we, we knew that kids instantly went into a Google Classroom setting in a, in a lot of cases, and they were quickly back into do numbers one through 23 and check the audiences in the back of the book, right? We all experienced that as, as, as students in our days. Um, and that's absolutely the wrong place to be. And we saw that creep back in. And one of the, the pieces that we challenged ourselves with to, to help to drive this, the, the future of education is we, we said, look, when SAE starts to pop up in those Google classrooms, we can start to feel a little bit of success. Right. Putting our opportunities into those classrooms, putting kids hands back on building things, you know, that's that that's the future. It's it's that it's managing that balance between everything being online and still being able to experience some failure and, and success in building things. Uh, and that's really the, the methodologies that SAE is trying to drive. It's, it's, it's seeing themselves in education and, and getting your hands dirty a little bit. You know, working in those, in those settings of just answering questions on a, on a piece of paper, there, there's that, of course that's part of it, but that can't be all of it. So we, we have to, uh, it's our responsibility as a society to continue to drive those opportunities for kids and teachers. I'll summarize it this way. SAE cares. SA took a leadership position and put education first to the, the benefit of the children. And that's powerful. And Chris, as we look to wrap up this insightful conversation, what would you like our listeners to take away with them? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see, uh, and, and it's not that we don't have this, I'd love to see additional curiosity. How can, um, we, we love the challenge. We love the question of how can SAE further help me? Right. For for some individuals, you know, it's not the traditional SAE that we know from 20 years ago where, you know, it was about networking and rubbing elbows in an event. Right. There's still there's a there's a really, really important place for that. 
but um, you know, in in my kind of in my utopia, right? It's it's these it's that SAE is providing this place for individuals to come together in in on many many different platforms. It's through events. It's through standards um, creation. It's it's through research. It's through the educational programs that we offer. We we have to the the entire community has to be involved in in using SAE as that stage, right? We can't um, be the the historical presence of I'm going to do standards, I'm going to do events, I'm going to do PD, right? It's it's this inclusive experience that we can provide. So I I think the more and more people that can be, get involved in that, not for the sake of 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 SAE as a society. Um, or as an association, but but for the for the sake of the entire mobility industry, and we're focusing on you know kids that are five years old through putting those retired engineers back into volunteer programs uh, through through the award of motion program. So it's that it's that whole inclusive space that's vitally important. Curiosity is how you learn. A child can discover something new. They could invent something or, or, or build a business. Curiosity is beautiful. Bonnie, you've got wonderful insight. I would love your insight for what you'd like our listeners to take away with them, please. Perhaps they want to reach out to you to develop a comic book. Who knows? <laughs> I'd love that. Uh, so in part, I'm going to kind of mirror a little bit of what Chris said. And um, my advice would be stay curious and challenge barriers. So be curious about what you can learn from each other. Um, be curious about what all is out there. So that applies, I think, to kids and just kind of getting excited about learning and where that can take them, but also for teachers and for families to take that away too. I know there's a lot of teachers who went to school to, um, to bring, to be in a music classroom and they find themselves having to teach STEM. And we're living in an age where there are so many challenges to getting resources, but there's also a lot of solutions out there. And AWIM is offering a, quite a few of those solutions. And to just find the thing that works for you that um, that presents either the activities or the materials or just the questions that, um, that re resonate with your learning style and your teaching style and uh, Chris mentioned SAE STEM at Home is one avenue and on there for the parent or grandparent who doesn't necessarily feel ready to lead a science experiment with their kids. There's also other ways into it. So we have digital copies of all our storybooks on STEM at Home as well. And that's a really easy way in to just start with a story about how seeds travel and a story about trees and then thinking about how that relates to biomimicry and getting to just start conversations with your kids about why do seeds travel? How do they travel? And, uh, and just looking around in nature, going for a walk together and being observant. And then for challenges, it's thinking about the literal barriers that everyone faces, the personal barriers and the imagined ones, and to not be afraid of blazing your own trail um, and also embracing teamwork and the, the people around you and seeing where you can go together. As Bonnie and Chris both said, embrace curiosity. Always keep learning. You never know what you're going to discover or what passion you might uncover because today is tomorrow, tomorrow is today, and the future is always learning. Chris, Bonnie, thank you so much for coming on the SE Tomorrow Today podcast today. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to SAE Tomorrow Today. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, please kindly rate, review, and let us know what topics you'd like for us to explore next. Be sure to tune in next week when we speak with Kelly Senecal and Felix Leach, co-authors of the newly released SAE book, Racing Towards Zero. SAE International makes no representations as to the accuracy of the information presented in this podcast. The information and opinions are for general information only. SAE International does not endorse, approve, recommend, or certify any information, product, process, service, or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast.